0: Welcome to Public Showering, created by me, Sophie Duncan. This is the only podcast designed specifically for pole artists, aerialists and movers of all kinds who want to learn how to build amazing choreography, tell your stories and be the best performer you can be. Part of my Sadasi Creative Coaching System, I'll help you unlock your full fierce and creative selves using professional dance, theater, choreography, and circus tools, plus a hint of real-life backstage stories and some simple confidence-boosting skills. All right, my friends, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everything else in between, please welcome to a very, very exciting of Public Showering, the comp specials. And this week, I've got literally my favorite human in the world, Ms. Lisa Hammond. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Because <laughs> uh, anyone that's like a friend of Public Showering knows that like, I definitely say, oh, when me and Lisa did this and when me and Lisa did that. So um, I think the world knows that we we do know each other. We are not strangers, are we? <laughs>
1: absolutely not (laughs)
0: Uh, no we've got many a a story to tell you but maybe not on today's podcast um (laughs) but for anyone else out there that like me and lisa started our own podcast in lockdown so this is really funny because this is like this is like my podcast and lisa's on it but i'm like (laughs) no but they were called midweek Wingle, and we had a lot of fun
1: doing it though didn't we oh we did yeah we definitely it was definitely like a highlight of the week was to get on that midweek mingle and just chat our hearts out <sighs> honestly it was
0: well and what makes me laugh now is I think that te- technologically wise I think we're a little bit more um, bit, bit better than we used to be but I mean it was just basically all on insta like actually I haven't updated the foundry's instagram for ages <laughs> uh, but if you go to the foundry there might still be some old videos of me and Lisa sat in our gardens in those early days Of lockdown,
1: so like, what a blast from the past! How bizarre, (laughs) yeah. I mean, absolutely beautiful memories, though. No, but really, like, like, I mean, not lockdown, not that lockdown was a beautiful memory, (laughs) (laughs) probably rephrase that. (laughs) But I think we we made the best out of a bad situation with the Foundry. Yeah, Yeah.
0: we did. No, and actually, like, sorry to fangirl ourselves, but I've listened back to some of the Midweek Mingles before, and they're like, the info is cute. Like, it's good info. (laughs) Like, actually, so for anyone out there, Midweek Mingle, they're still on Spotify, didn't take them down. They're just there, and they're kind of ratchet, but, like, really fun. Um, But anyway, anyway, anyway. Right, so, moving on from that, stepping up. So... Back in lockdown, Lisa was not about to do her master's in psychology, but um, through lockdown, she has started it. So explain explain to the public showering friends out there um, that actually, yeah, as well as being a great pole dancer, you actually are currently doing psychology. <laughs>
1: yeah so um if you did listen to any of the older podcasts from us then you would know that I did a master uh, not a master's I did a undergrad in psychology Mm -hmm. uh 2012 to 2015 and then I just plunged myself into the world of pole uh I completely like chucked my degree to one side (laughs) and did (laughs) literally I remember in like the last year I was just like I just want to do pole. That's literally all I want to do, um, but I still obviously had this like underlying love for psychology and mental health in particular. Um, so, yeah, I'd been sort of contemplating doing the masters for I'd say like two years, but it was pretty scary because <laughs> it's not just like a a one year masters. It's like a three year intensive masters with placements and that's insane all sorts of different things which i won't bore you guys with but um so yeah my master's is in counseling and psychotherapy so i'm currently uh training to be a psychotherapist which is and i'm in my epic. second year yeah so second year of free um which is, um, yeah, it's just crazy that I've got this far.
0: <laughs> oh man, um, bless you! You work your arse off, like. again, I think everyone knows, like, Lisa like works her arse off. But I mean, when it, when, it, when you're literally doing like, Paul and going up another country, doing workshops and doing a masters and just you know living, it's the mind boggles, Lisa. Honestly, I mean, and I know that the pair of us take take the Mick out of each other for being <laughs> like never ever free. But like, we're actually two peas in a pod. It's it's you, but you're also doing it with academia.
1: <laughs> yeah, which I'm not is not my strong point, by the way. Like, um, I'm not actually a hugely academic person. But I'm very interested in certain things, and when I'm interested in something, then I'm passionate about it. So, yeah. I have to do the academic side to be able to do what I want to do. Obsessed.
0: Yeah, and actually like you're one of those friends and and I try my best as your mate to not like if I've got a problem, I don't come to you as like a therapist. But it's really, <laughs> really hard. Like whenever we have chats <laughs> about anything, like if we could be talking about, I don't know, our partners or just, you know, general being around or like how are you today? And it becomes a right chat, don't it? It gets like so. We deep it. It just gets deep. It just goes deep while we try it. But anyway, so What's exciting about this com special, though, is instead of us just talking about the usual stuff, which is also super fun and our experiences and stuff, Lisa's actually going to bring some actual concepts to the table to explain why the hell we do it. Why does it feel like it feels what it feels like afterwards? like, <laughs> like And <laughs> all of this stuff. And I genuinely like when we were doing the midweek wingles, like I didn't really know that like, I knew you had, a, you had your degree, but I didn't actually like think about it so like i remember in in yeah in the lockdown being like oh my god wow i just understand things now so everyone on the other side of the mic please 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 get ready to suddenly go oh (laughs) well hopefully (laughs) no but i think so which is super exciting like honestly so even get your pens and papers out or i don't know take notes but um seriously just super super excited so Let's begin, basically, then. Like, I'm going to start by asking you a question first, because um, I think we're probably going to start from the beginning, aren't we? are going to start from why compete. But I'm just going to throw this on you first, because, like, I I know, it's the mini history of Lisa, because usually I make everyone do that 90-second tell-me-about-your-life thing, but we're, we're already too deep anyway, so I can't be asked. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I'm the going to think, so just do, like, a quick, like... That sort of, why did you get into Paul? And then, like, what was that, like, le- okay, I'm going to compete now because it seems to be the right thing to do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, good question. So, going back to uni, so I was actually at uni doing my undergrad at Derby, and there, there were, like, you know, your uh, freshers' fair, where you've got all, like, your sports and societies advertising, and I wanted to do cheerleading, bearing in mind that <laughs> I did no sport whatsoever like ever I I wasn't at all athletic and uh, for some reason I thought oh yeah cheerleading looks good and um, my friend wanted to do pole and I will admit I was a bit like pole dancing (laughs) oh you want to do pole dancing and then we agreed that if she came to a taster with me to cheer I'd go to a taster with her to pole and well <laughs> no, it literally, Literally changed my life. Like, I just remember being completely obsessed. Um, and back then, it wasn't like beginners' courses that you have now. It was like you're literally in a room full of people that have been doing it for like years and bashing out Aisha's and <laughs> things that I would never have dreamt to be able to do. So I literally remember being like, I need to do that. Like, I want to be able to do that. And just became, you know, totally obsessed with it and used to count down the days to doing pole. So I spent most of my student loan on pole. Um, (laughs) And within literally like two months of doing pole, there was like a heats for an inter-uni comp. And um, they needed people basically. <laughs> they were low on numbers. <laughs> and they were like, oh, Lisa, like you should do it. And um, because there's like you know no really e- big expectation, it wasn't like it was just in a little club with an X stage set up. Um, oh, ever I was like, the okay stage. then. <laughs> yeah, and um, so I did it and I got through to do the final, uh, which <laughs> meant I was doing the inter uni competition. <laughs> <laughs> Which is quite hilarious. Um, I do actually have footage of that original first ever performance that I did, and people don't actually believe it's me because it doesn't look like me, um, and I obviously don't move like I do now.
0: Wait, is that um, the one that I've seen that's the two? It's the two X stages on a stage. Is that the final that I've, I've definitely no, no, seen? No, that, that was that was after. That was after I'd improved. <gasps> <laughs> no, I've known you for like seven years, and I've not seen this video, right, Lisa? Oh, it's gold. It's Next gold, time the honestly. prosecco is coming out, we're getting that video out of early day,
1: Lisa. Oh, honestly, like, yeah, when I when I say to people that I haven't always been able to flow, like that is evidence. um So yeah, and then I guess like I didn't win. Like it was only a beginner one. Um, I didn't, I didn't win, but I just like loved training and working for something so I just then like started doing all these into uni comps and became an instructor after two years um maybe not that maybe a year and a half and then all of a sudden you have to compete against other instructors um <laughs> and then so I really had to sort of up my game and um I just thought you know what if I enter Like, if I get through, I get through. If I don't, I don't. And then I just started getting through. And then it just never stopped, basically. (laughs) But wait,
0: just 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 to throw out a little bit of extra stuff. So, wait, this is... You became an instructor. This is, like,
1: just as as you were finishing uni, right? So, my my last year of uni, I was given a job as an instructor by lovely Sue Colborne and Pete. um, (laughs) And... So, yeah, they'd opened a studio and they wanted me to teach for them. So I became like the coach of the uh, uni club. Um, Cute. So (laughs) that was whilst finishing my degree. Um, And then I was also entering comps in that same year um, whilst doing that. So it was a very crazy year. But also, just, just been pulled like, completely into
0: pole. Yeah, no, but just a little side note, just for everyone else to know, is that I know that you were also doing those stupid, crazy, like tough mudder style thingies oh, as yeah. well. Remember, <laughs> you told yeah. me about this, and I'm just like, How on earth are you pole I dancing? About that. I know that little life that you did, like <laughs> ex- explain to me those again because weren't they like I don't no. know, like 10 miles plus jumping over stuff, like, it was
1: freezing. And I'm yeah. just like, so <laughs> I wasn't just doing like obstacle <laughs> races, I was actually part of a Obstacle race team. Of course you were. Um, And (laughs) yeah, so I like qualified for the UK Championships and that was. It was just, I was very obsessed with, like, oh, everything, man. exercise, and competing, I guess. I guess I became very competitive. Um, yeah, I would, but I yeah, would say yeah, I, so. I mean, that cost a lot of money and a lot of injuries, to be fair, just because it was very intense. But, like, yeah. Did um, you
0: even drink at uni like everyone else probably did?
1: Did you have, did, oh, did you have the money well, for Oh, <laughs> I mean no well this was an issue like i obviously didn't have the money because i was spending it all on pole and on races because races are really expensive to enter like i was doing one every weekend pretty much oh my god i did i even did one on boxing day like what so yeah yeah so like i didn't really have much money at all and um obviously at uni like there's always an event going on so i did find it really difficult um Mm. I didn't really want to go out and drink and stuff, um, yeah. so yeah, that was that was definitely tough to to keep <laughs> up with like this. I was sort of becoming an athlete, I guess, without actually having the capacity to do that. But
0: bizarrely, I always think that's a funny thing because I like, I describe either pole people as pole artists or pole athletes, like because I just mm. because I think it is like bizarre. Like just you know, shout out to all the pole dancers in the world. Like you are literally training to be an athlete. Just remember that no matter what you're doing, it is. Bizarre that you accidentally become an athlete. Yeah.
1: <laughs> by doing these things. No, it's true. It's true, isn't it? <laughs> but athletes have, like, you know, a team of physios and whatever yeah. and Help
0: this, that, sponsors. and the other. Yeah, and we're just there in the studio. <laughs> Mostly alone, cold, and hoping. As soon as we are recording this on the. Yeah, it's, it's December the 1st tomorrow. So, you know, ha- have fun, everyone, in those studios that don't have incredible heating and uh, AC. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, so, like. I can't yeah I just still can't get my head around the fact that you were doing all this amount of competing like so I guess there's the same question why why could you do all, all these things like what was the motivation because it's epic
1: oh that's a really good question I mean we're talking way back in like 2014 and I'm not very good at maths but like I was a lot younger then <laughs> um <laughs> And so I'm not saying that age has anything to do with that, but I mean sort of like mindset-wise. Yeah. Um, I think because I hadn't ever really been like recognised for anything, um, ever. Like I'm, that's not like to get my little violin out or anything. But, <laughs> like, but but I hadn't, and then all of a sudden, you know, I was finding things I was good at, um, yeah. which I don't think I'd actually really had before. Like I'd not really had something that was like my thing and that I was good at. So. So, it made me feel good that I was achieving things. Um, it kept me motivated, like, mentally. It kept me... Like, it gave me a reason to, like, get up and do these things. But also, for me, I think back then, a lot of it was, like, stemming down to underlying um, issues with my body, I would say. Oh, um, ah, okay. So, a lot of this... Sorry to make it go dark, but... Um, That's what we're here like, for. <laughs> <laughs> but, I guess... At the time, like, I was seeing positive changes, which is great. Like, you know, that's really, really good. Um, and I'd gone from wanting to be skinny to wanting to be strong, um, but maybe took it completely to the other side. Mm. <laughs> like, wanting to be really strong and, like, n- like just continuously pushing for that. Um, so I think a lot of it was this sort of, like, channeling of stuff into something what I felt was positive, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and then this sort of, like, all of a sudden I'm very busy and I've got lots of things that I'm doing and everything's very exciting. So, yeah, I think that was my why, was that it became part of my identity. Yeah. Like, it became part of who I was. It was, like, Lisa, al- also being at uni, like, you've got friends that didn't know you before uni, so when you go to uni and you've got this new sort of identity and it can be whatever you want well mine was then built upon pole and Mm. and racing and being athletic and so it was keeping up I guess with that identity
0: yeah and actually I would say like being part of a community is definitely something that helps isn't it because I think if there's it's never a time that I get like if I get a bit down it's because I feel like I'm not uh I don't. And I it sounds stupid, but like I don't have friends. Like if ever I'm just alone in the house, I'm just like, why is no one calling me? Why am I not doing this? But then all I have to do <sighs> realistically is go to a pole studio, go to like Circus Centre or anything like that, and I'm just like, oh, everyone's here. But it, I think when you're at uni, yeah. that's like hyped up in it because that's what uni's for. It's like to meet mm. people. That's what it's designed
1: to. Yeah, be. <laughs> yeah. It's like find yourself and like and like discover who you are and all these sorts of things so no the community thing is definitely a huge thing actually like yeah I would say yeah like when I found that I was actually good at something but not only that like I found I was like respected and appreciated within a community yeah it does make Mm. you feel good
0: doesn't it yeah like I I feel like I don't know. Like, well, you you know my story, Interpol, anyway. Like, really, like, it just kind of... Well, you're a massive part of it, but, like, it just kind of happened gradually. But it makes me almost giggle when people actually want to have a private with me or want to, like, get excited. No, but it it, it, it is, though, because I, I, like... You know, because you know, I don't, like, go to one studio. Because, like, again, I know for a lot of the public shower listeners, like you, like, you tend to survive in this one studio. And this is, like, your family. These are like, your girls or your boys. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, whereas for me, I do, like, jot around and just go everywhere. So I do honestly get, like, really, like, dead excited if someone's just, like, oh, mm. Sophie Duncan's here. Because I'm just like, oh, my God, <laughs> they like me. They know me. Like, and I love that. Like, it's such a nice, warm-in, like...
1: Oh my god, I have friends. <laughs> well yeah, it's acceptance, isn't it? It's yes, um definitely. acceptance of you and it's also accepting your identity. Um yeah, I think I I also used to be a bit of a studio whore when I was um <laughs> Especially when I started out in the pole industry, like if I was going somewhere for a weekend, I would immediately look at where the studio was. Oh, yes, Um, definitely. And I would like go and visit. And um, when I used to go back home over the summer, I went to Emma Coffey's studio Yeah. and um, used to train there. And like, yeah, I remember going there for the first time and no one knew me. And then you start doing some stuff and people are like, oh, who's this? And yeah, it's like a nice feeling, isn't it? When you... Like, making new friends as well. Like... Yeah. Yeah. In fact, shout shout out to... Shout out to Emma. Uh, Yeah. I remember nailing my extended butterfly and shoulder mount at her studio. <laughs> and you know what I've said, I've
0: already said this a couple of times on her podcast and also in general, like she has such a great um, community. Like she's very good at building this warm, trusting community because I mean, I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, but she's like fairly like picky with her friends. Like, you know what I mean? Like, which sounds, makes it sound bizarre. But I mean, like she even said this to me is like, I don't make friends quickly. So it's, it's like, it's it, when she sort of said that to me, I was, I was like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm part of. Yeah yeah Emma, Emma Coffee's like hub but like I find that her students are yeah just super nice like very warm like the community is lovely and she really takes the time and you know I think that's actually probably quite a big part of it really like competing like you yeah you're with your tribe I guess
1: yeah yeah you've got to have that support around you that supportive network of people um I think that is what I would say like encourages people to compete maybe is like having that feedback like if, if someone says to someone I'm thinking of entering a comp well like you ha- you kind of want that feedback from the people around you to say come on then yeah like go and do it like um yeah like without that like maybe would would you be as encouraged to enter a comp do you know what I mean like as a beginner ah yeah because actually so like what
0: are the the from a psychological standpoint like what what do you think then are are the reasons like i guess we've mentioned like the community like the competitive nature like i know you said you mentioned something when we were having a little pre-chat about sort of evolution and the reason why as humans we end up we'd want to compete anyway
1: yeah i guess like so it's the the big why isn't it it's Mm. like what and we've all got our own why. But I think when we I think when we talk about our reasons why, I don't know if we're being a hundred percent truthful, maybe to ourselves, um, and to others. So that for me is like a big thing is asking yourself why. But I guess from like an evolution point of view, like you could say that competition is like a byproduct of evolution. Um if you think about like the way that humans have evolved, like, having to um, be better than others at, like, sourcing food, shelter, (laughs) like, partners, like, and even in today's world, like, in the sort of, like, career prospects, like, if you're going for a job interview, for example, like, needing to be better than your other people, like, the other people that are applying for that job to be able to get that job, to be able to get that house, to be able to put that roof over your head and feed on the table, like... Competing is like feeds into a lot of different things in our society, even now, not just like back in the days when we were like hunter gatherers. Mm. So, I guess in that way, like it keeps us alive, doesn't it? It's um, it's <laughs> That's a part funny of to us. <laughs> no, but it's true in a way of like it keeps us alive in a physical sense of like surviving in whichever sort of culture that we live in, but yeah. also mentally, like. Um, it keeps us, like, thriving for different things and keeps us interested and keeps us growing as people. <laughs> I've suddenly got in my <laughs> mind, like... um <laughs> Like...
0: Look, I'm, like, I'm imagining myself watching something like Paul Theatre, and it's suddenly like the voice of David Attenborough is in my mind of like, <laughs> and, and like and Sophie Duncan has entered the stage, and here she is, <laughs> like, you know. Suddenly, be like, and she enters, and she is here to spread her tail feathers and show everybody. Like, yeah, it's suddenly, it's suddenly got into like David Attenborough voice of like, yeah, like two lions like against each other, like what's the battle of the fittest like in this? Like, do you think that's kind of what it is? Like, because I mean, obviously, it's not that we don't you know fight to the death but that would be a very interesting poll comp wouldn't it but um (laughs) like
1: well yeah i mean with regards to poll comps like obviously we're not we're not competing for things that are gonna um like mean that we die if we don't get them sort of thing (laughs) i mean but i guess it depends what level you're looking at because i guess if you're a professional competing and you're competing because you want to um, get your name out there or you want to be recognised, then you might be thinking that that might increase your, um, like, income in some way. Mm. Um, You know, I'm not speaking for all professional pole dancers and I'm not saying that that's my reason either, but I guess if we're looking at it from a way of, like, what are you actually getting out of this that is, like contribute into your existence. <laughs> um <laughs> deep, you know, then deep. I guess like I guess that would that would be one way to look at it, but I think, you know, something that I mentioned to you before, so and also like we did this on one of the Foundry podcasts was like the motivation behind it. Mm. Um so like when I'm talking about why is it's sort of Looking at where that motivation's coming from, so is it coming internal from internal or uh, external sources
0: yeah, oh wait, you explained this to me and this that was this is very interesting <laughs>
1: <laughs> can you I'm going to quiz you now so oh, can you remember crap. the terms Oh no oh. <laughs> oh
0: God, there's a little notebook somewhere in this house somewhere No, god i know
1: is, I know there's internal. An external was it like. Instant... Sophie's not been doing it. I've not been doing it. <laughs> Incentricity
0: is also. Oh god, no! I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna That's say. That's a good effort. Was it? That's a really intrinsic good effort. intrinsic but... yes. something. Intrinsic. <laughs> oh, go on! I'm just gonna waste everyone's
1: time. <laughs> <Go on. laughs> yeah. So yeah, extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. Yes. So fifty like, percent right. <laughs> yeah, which quite easy to remember. So extrinsic is like outside of you um so for example an extrinsic motivation might be that people will like you or 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 you might perceive that they like you if you win or that people will think that you are great or you (laughs) might just want like the prize bag um (laughs) (laughs) you might just want to collect trophies um yeah I'm talking quite basic things here but like extrinsically you are you are looking to surpass other people in your category and be recognized for that cool okay okay so you're wanting that recognition from outside sources from other people yeah not from yourself which I think is like it's interesting go on do the next one do the next one one. (laughs) exciting and then intrinsic is when it's actually in line with sort of your true values and it's not a cultural conception of the self so it's for example if your values let's say that you had a really sort of robust training schedule and you were quite used to that and comps kept you training a lot and that was something that really really meant a lot to you then doing a comp in line with your intrinsic motivation might be to keep that training up, to, mm. to use it as a way of, of staying in line with your values. Um, or also even just down to like generally wanting to improve for yourself, yeah. not for others. I guess, I guess a more simple way to look at it would be like intrinsic is like doing it for you and extrinsic is doing it for the validation from others. That's cool. I think
0: that honestly that is a concept I think blows my mind because if you know just anyone out there like just think of that when you're yeah making your stuff like who is it that you're doing this for because I think it's something from a choreographic standpoint I think it's something that I ask quite a lot actually because I think if you put that into play in terms of like well maybe I could be wrong here if I'm making this artistic but tell me if I am or not I don't know but like at least in my experience, the characters that I like to make and the characters I like people to try and make are the ones that come from a truthful place. But I'm trying to think then whether that is intrinsic or extrinsic because intrinsically, for me, I really enjoy playing other characters because I guess it keeps my value of like, I'm actually, what's the word? It's like a cathartic experience, really, if I'm like, I'm 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 making this story because I I want the story to be told in a way that makes me feel like I guess good. Let's say let's be making. But then I guess actually it's the I'm very extrinsic in the fact that I love the feedback from the audience. And so I think it's quite a funny thing to play with in terms of choreography. Like what is it? Why are you making mm. this performance? Like why is is it because you're you really have a story to tell? Or, I don't know, have you ever met, like, obviously you've taught loads of people, loads of choreographies. Like, do you find, like, that you... Cause I've even spoken about this with you before. Have you ever, like, you can see someone's trying to say, like, especially if someone's telling quite a dark story, usually about a relationship or whatever. Do you find that it's like they're, they're doing the story for themselves, but the, like, and ex wait, extrinsic factors are actually stopping the story from getting through because they're so busy thinking about what other people are thinking about them or is that a different yeah. thing completely? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, no. No, you're right, yeah. Like, I guess there's lots of different, like, angle points that you could look at this from. But yeah, if you're looking at it from that, that point of view, then yeah, if you're doing, I would say, if you're doing a piece that is very close to your heart and is, means a lot to you, then there is definitely intrinsic motivation there because that's coming from something within you. But then I guess when you're looking at, like, okay, what is it that you're wanting from that, though? Like, Mm. what are you wanting to get back from that? And if it's that you're wanting to feel that you have, like, um, told your story for yourself and done yourself a great job and stuff like that, then that's intrinsic. But if you're wanting, like, people to celebrate you for that, (laughs) then that's extrinsic. And by the way, like, neither are bad, like... Neither are necessarily bad. And I would say that we have both. Like, Mm. whenever we're doing most things, there is a little bit of both going on. Like, it's not that you would be completely intrinsic or completely extrinsic. Like, there's usually a balance of both. and, And when there's not, that's when, like, it can be a little unpleasant. So... That's an interesting
0: point that you should be somehow balanced in in your motivation.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. Because if you're just completely extrinsically motivated, then it's likely that you're not going to get that, like whatever it is that you're looking for, because that reward. So, for example, when you win, okay, that only lasts as long as that's maintained. Yeah. So, like, if you keep competing. And you like it's likely that you won't always win. Well, you're not always gonna feel fulfilled because you're <laughs> literally just relying on that. Like you only it's like a massive to come win. down. <laughs> yeah, like, which I know that we all like we've got many things to say about that, but you've got to have some level of intrinsic, otherwise it's likely that you're gonna feel shattered, you know? Um I hope that makes sense. I'm like trying not to go too complex with
0: it but no i think that's totally making sense because I, I again like i'm just trying to think of it outside the pole world like i guess like a lot of like high level athletes like i imagine that they you can't you just can't do it all for yourself and you can't all do it just for the for the audience because otherwise no like, could you imagine it like something in my opinion which is really boring but i know it's not for the right person like for me a marathon runner like I don't understand running that far as a concept. I'm just like, why, how, my body's gonna explode. But from a (laughs) mental standpoint, I just can't do something for that length of time without there being like, I say this a lot. I love the audience. I love that. I guess intrinsic factor of people. Like, I want to tell yeah. the story to people because I want them to giggle. I want them to cry. And I even, I even put that in my like in my brain, my choreographic notes. Like, I want people to cry, <laughs> which is, so, <laughs> but it's quite funny. Like, but I can't imagine. Yeah, and like, I, I think in the pole world we play with the both sides of this all the time because I guess you're. I don't know, do you think that maybe pole sport people are doing it more for... Oh, I don't know, You can't, actually, no, you can't tell, can you? I'm trying to think, like... No,
1: you, it, you it have should be, 50 be both, 50/50 like... Not yeah, 50/50. yeah, it should definitely... It should be both. Like, definitely, there should be concepts of both because this extrinsic motivation, you can't control a lot of the factors that are going on outside of yourself. So if you're oh. relying on your, you know, value of self just from like the outside of you then competing is going to probably feel pretty tough um (laughs) because you're not guaranteed to get that so there has to be also some other things in line with actually like your true values and what you actually want like as a person and just coming back to like um sort of the evolution bit like being being recognized is actually one of our basic so like, if we were to look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, then, I mean, it's quite high up on the the chart, but, like, being recognised and respected for things is one of our basic human needs. So, of course, there's going to be some extrinsic motivation. Oh, um, I remember this needs thing. It's a very nice pyramid, isn't it? I like this. Exp- explain yeah. the pyramid. It's a really good pyramid. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, it, it's like... you. It, Those of you listening, if you were to Google it, you'd immediately get it up in front of you. Um, But you've basically got, like, at the bottom, your very basic human needs, such as, like, food, shelter, um, excretion, things like that. Um, Things that you wouldn't... Very important for everybody. (laughs) Yeah, you wouldn't be able to live without them. Um, And if they're not met, then none of the things above can can be met and then the next level is safety needs so your security like employment health things like that so they have to be met to be able to go on to the next level the wow. next level is love and belonging so friendships, intimacy, family like a sense of connection with other people which I guess that comes in when we're talking about like being at studios and stuff like that yeah um, it's mad that that's so the high up the,
0: day, up the list though isn't it when you think obviously you need food and shit oh, to yeah. survive but it's like the fact that it's the third third most important oh, yeah. thing it's yeah, sad. like, if you
1: imagine that you... If you imagine that you were struggling to feed yourself, for example, um, and you didn't, like, have enough food um, or, sh- like, your your house where you lived wasn't great or you weren't getting enough sleep, because hmm. sleep is one of them as well... Oh, of course, yeah. then, then you're going to struggle to, like, fully engage, perhaps, with, like, um, your health and, like, uh, security, employment. Yeah. So, like, these things do need to be met before you can actually, like... Um, fully bond like with people like from a true sense of self wow. like, and have that proper intimacy. Yeah. Um, so you got to feel safe basically. And your basic needs have got to be met before you can then go on to like love and belonging. Hmm. Um, and then like above that is the esteem need. So like esteem is fourth on the, the order of needs. Um, <laughs> and that like, I guess is where comps comes into it. Like yeah. status recognition Um, respect and like we do need respect from others but we also need it from ourselves for us to be able to Mm. like at the top of the pyramid is self-actualization um and i know it's a (laughs) long word (laughs) but like it basically it's the desire to be the most that one can be so to be our best selves and maslow who created the high needs um He suggests that we are all trying to self-actualise. Every human being on the planet is innately good and that we're actually trying to self-actualise all the time. But the problem can, like, well, we can get problems when we're not meeting some of those basic needs and trying to meet some of the higher ones.
0: Wow. I think it's like, if you, I mean, I've just been drawing it as we're sat listening. So if you need to <laughs> rewind or or draw it um, or go to Google. and Yeah. And I'm sorry if I went out. a little bit
1: fast there, guys. I get very um excited about things. <laughs> I tend to talk a bit fast, so I apologize.
0: No, I, no, you explained it really clearly, actually. Like, no, like, I, again, I'm just trying to think about this in terms of like, you're about to start your stepping forward into making a poll routine or your showcase routine or something. And like, we all know at least one person that I would say isn't even getting their basic needs. Like not always their food or their shelter or their sleep is being met. And yet they still come to a pole studio and still Mm -hmm. will do things. And I'm just, I'm just looking at that table and just thinking, wow, like I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm amazed at some people that rock up to the studio with, with their, like, I guess self-actualization head on being, I am the best I'm going to be for this next hour, even though, all this stuff underneath it might not be working out for them. That's like, how does that work? Like in terms of like, it's possible that you can do all of these things, but they don't necessarily
1: work in the right time, Mm. basically. So yeah, that's a really good question. So obviously like a lot of us do go about without some of our basic needs being met and we are trying to reach these higher levels. Yeah. Which, you know, some would say that it can be done, but are we truly fulfilling them or are we like thinking that we are? So, you know, like maybe you are dragging yourself to the studio. Maybe you are, you know, bashing out your routine three times or whatever it is that you're doing. And yes, so from an outside point of view, you could say, well, I'm still managing to do it, but are you actually happy? Are you are you actually um <laughs> becoming the best that you could be what if you did have some of those basic needs met mm. then how much better would that be for you wow actually i don't
0: know why i'm just thinking of um oh my god what's her name blimey best female actually best gymnast in the world uh simone biles Simone Biles famously stepped out of the Olympics um, because she said that her mental health yes. wasn't strong enough. And I'm just thinking, like, actually, this this is a girl. She, and I know that she actually has a really quite dramatic background. I think her, it's her brother who actually is a drug addict or um, something like, She was She was brought up by her uh, grandparents. Um, I know she had a tough sort of life to get to where she is. But I'm just thinking about, like, her. Like, she is iconic, you know. She's one of the strongest athletes in the world like she's doing so many things and she is what i would describe as that top level that self-actualized human but the fact that she stepped out of the biggest competition in the world like okay arguably but in my opinion the biggest comp in the world because i guess at some point she was like you know what i'm actually not getting everything that i need from my i'm sure she wasn't thinking Maslow mm. said that i should be doing this but i just think <laughs> but i suppose i'm just thinking of um yeah, anyone yeah, that's, that's actually done a comp or is thinking so she, of doing a comp and isn't feeling great, like, you know, mm. Simone Biles thought about
1: it. <laughs> yeah, and I guess, like, you would say, like, I would say that, yeah, like, she probably is self actualized because, actually, her self-esteem, I, I don't know her, and I'm, I guess I'm talking for her, but, like, her self-esteem must have been at a point that she felt that, actually, like, she put herself first. Yeah. Like, so she, res- she, she respected, you know, you know what I was talking about as needing... Um, validation from others and ourselves. She had enough validation for herself and, like, respect for herself to put her needs first and not feel that she needed to keep, like, I guess, pushing through and hurting herself, like, mentally yeah. to prove... Yeah. So, yeah, like, definitely a self actualized person. That was a really good example, So, oh, Do I get a star? <laughs> yes. Like, like you- no, I'm just suddenly having, like, a big, like, boom moment
0: because, yeah, like, I've now realised... I was looking at this pyramid of being like, in this sort of a negative way, being like, you know, if you're at the bottom looking up, it's really hard. But actually, the other way around is totally different. If you are self-actualized, you are brave enough to go, actually, I'm not feeling all right. Like, I just realized that actually that's so... Be- being okay to say I'm not okay, which says gets said a bit too much now, using this, like, hierarchy, is actually just made me realize that actually you are being the top of the pyramid by being... Yeah. I'm looking down and being like I'm not being met do I need to do this poll comp right now no
1: (laughs) yeah no it's true it's true and I guess if you were like we've all like I'm gonna just say personally I've been there where I should have said no to something and I've done it anyway and I guess I was working from an extrinsic motivation then the Uh. reason that I didn't the reason I didn't say no is because I wanted to like my needs to be met by others I wanted my validation to be met by others maybe You know, so that's where if you're too extrinsic, if it's just wholeheartedly extrinsic, then, you know, there's going to come with that some sort of difficulty, whether it's physical or psychological, I guess yeah oh my god um, I know that we've we've, we've, deep, we've we've deeped it again so
0: I know but I always like to imagine like the people out there so just to bring everyone back out of wherever you are like um it's like and we're back in the room um like, I always try to imagine who's actually listening to this and I know like, sometimes I get messages from some of you like oh I was in the car I had like a seven hour drive somewhere and I went all through this or I was in the studio so I'm just I, I really hope if you're sat there like you've suddenly just stopped what you're doing and just gone, oh so you're back again but no I mean it's it's just so funny because it is like we I guess from a non-psychological standpoint I think somehow we all know this don't we we just don't know it deeply enough and it's just it's nice to be able to put it into a picture um, and actually just remember that you're not alone like we definitely 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 have said this on Public Shower before of like you're not the only person that thinks like this but to sort of yeah have it from you know, I guess you're you're not quite a, a psychologist yet, Lisa, but you're on your way. But like, you know, <laughs> in terms of our chat today, like you, you are the most um, useful person in this room of terms of, um, you know, having something. So like, it's it's good to hear it from somebody. And especially like, I don't know how many psychologists do poll. So, you know, it's a very, <laughs> it's a very specific uh, realm that you're getting into. But it's like, oh God, it's just, it's just mind blowing, isn't it? And it's, it amazes me actually. When you get into the deep, dark parts of your your psyche, uh, of really why we really bother to do it, like we're we're built to do it, aren't we? But
1: yeah, it's, it's so crazy guess, that we do. I guess it's like coming back to that big why now that we've like expanded on it, like. <laughs> It's okay if part of your reason why is that you do want some validation for your hard work. Like that yeah. you want to be recognised for all that hard work that you put in and it's and it's okay if you do want to, you know, build your presence like within the pole industry. That's that's great. Like that's a really good motivator. Yeah. But I guess you've got to look at it from the other angle, is like, who are you still if that doesn't happen? Like mm you know what does that mean if you don't achieve that like what else will you have achieved like what you know it can't just all hang on that um Mm. that that you know there should be in my opinion some other factors to that because that's a big pressure to put on yourself definitely definitely and that
0: definitely comes back to what is it what is it that you're trying to tell and like i guess this is what like from again from an artistic point of view i guess this is what frustrates me about um storytelling even from my perspective but when i'm teaching other people as well it's like the reason why i'm asking you Why do you want to tell the story? Who is the character? What are they feeling in this moment? These really obnoxious Mm. things that I can see see people when I'm teaching them being like, oh, so please don't go in. I'm like, no, (laughs) we've got to. We've got to go in. We've got to ask these questions because actually making a poll routine is it's deep. Like it's really deep and it should be, you know, taken not to scare everyone off, but like enjoy the 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 getting deep into your person because actually like it's it is cathartic and you know you can have fun with it like to bring it back to a positive point now because i feel like when we talk about mental health everyone suddenly goes oh god ah." um like you know i think have you had some i know you've had some very different comp routines obviously you've got many more over me but like what for you have been some of your most positive sort of um performances or creations like win or lose doesn't matter but like what have been your most sort of positive ones based on using what we've been talking about today like which ones have been sort of the most fruitful that you can sort of mm. s- definitely say this one, I was feeling like I wanted to tell the story. This one was more about me, and also hi to uh, Teddy. That's the dog in the background that we can
1: probably hear. <laughs> yes, These, Yeah, my headphones are very sensitive, and the dogs are actually downstairs. And I was hoping that you couldn't hear them. No, I love hello. it. The dogs, in to say hi. the dogs are public showering. <laughs> Axel's also appeared on public showering before. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, what have been your um, most positive moments? I guess, yeah, that's such a good question that I don't think I've, like, asked myself, but I would say that my most positive experiences have been when I genuinely don't think that I am going to, like, win anything, okay? (laughs) Now, I know this has been a controversial topic in the poll industry recently. (laughs) Of course, of course I will have still wanted to win, but when I have genuinely not expected anything from it. Mm. So when i've i've been aware that i've put everything in that i can possibly put in so mm. that's one key thing for me is that i don't feel that i could have done any more right i've done everything i can do to prepare and at this point i'm about to go on stage and i just want to be able to showcase like it, my routine to the best of its ability mm. like so that so that all that hard work hasn't gone to waste so that like the world gets to see exactly what it is that like I wanted them to see mm. so in that case I've taken away for myself like all of this pressure of worrying about like well this competitor I know they're a lot stronger than me and they do 10,000 muscle ups and they're like <laughs> a piece of spaghetti and, can bend in half, <laughs> and like all of these things like this comparison basically taking that comparison away for me has been like that's when I've had the best time, because mm. all I've cared about is me on stage and what I'm doing, yeah, um so that for me has been like, yeah, that comparison, I think, which is always there. I wouldn't say that, like if you're gonna compete, you are putting yourself into a breeding ground of comparison, yeah, <laughs> like you are basically <laughs> putting yourself on stage to be compared, yeah, so so it's obviously there, but almost like there's something that I've often said to myself when I've been on stage, when I've had a great time Mm. and it's been partway through routine normally where this (laughs) thing has kicked in in my mind and I've gone, do you know what? Like, I don't care what, like, if one of the judges doesn't like this, I'm having a great time. Like, I'm just sort of like, (laughs) screw it. Like, yeah. um, and that's when I've actually ended up like, really just enjoying it.
0: Yeah. Because
1: (laughs) I've let go of that extrinsic part as much as I can. And I'm trying to just look at what I want out of it at the end, like, you know, which I know that that's a topic that we're going to get at some point because there's Mm. like the flip side of that, too. Yes. But (laughs) but the positive, yeah, the, the positive experiences have been when I've just been like truly me, I guess, like coming back to my true self and not comparing
0: that's cool i think that's nice i I can think of a couple of routines but i think for me like especially in your most more recently more recent years you started doing like exotic gen and like more heels comps and stuff which i guess you're not so much famous for um but how have those comps just made you feel compared to like pole theater and like you know like i started pole with you essentially in terms of like you you were the one that really told me what these comps mean what's the point uh and this is when i sort of realized that they are it is theater when it is pole theater it's actually theater so like i've i can i know the difference which i won't say but like in terms of your training um compared to like like pole theater compared to it's not a gen when you're doing heels like do you think there's a big difference between those two comps for you in terms of like the way you 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 Uh, yeah, just go go headfirst into it, really, because, like, they're very different.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think for me, like, you're right, like, I'm not renowned for my heels work, um, and I'm still definitely, um, you know, I would say sort of, not a beginner, but, like, I wouldn't say that I'm, like, it's not my top skill if that makes sense (laughs) it's just something that I actually just feel really hot doing yes Um, come on (laughs) so yeah training for heels comp has been very different to training for other comps because I tend to enter like the flow category so that like I've not got to get fixated on tricks Mm. um and I can just focus on technique and making everything look as like juicy as I can um So I guess that has taken off a huge pressure for me when I do those comps. Now, I'm very aware that, like, obviously I still have to compete in, like, pro level for that. Um, So it means that I am still up against, like, you know, people in the industry that I would never have dreamt, like, I wouldn't have thought I would ever be against. So there is still (laughs) some element of comparison. I'd be lying if (laughs) I said that it was all just like a breeze, but... (laughs) (laughs) But I guess there's, I don't feel an expectation on myself. Like, Mm. of course, I still would like to win. Otherwise, why would I enter a competition? Mm -hmm. Um, But having said that, like, it's not like I feel it's going to degrade me as a person if I don't win. Um, (laughs) It's not going to change who I am. It's not going to mean that I'm unskilled. It's not going to... Like, change the perception. Oh, Ooh, hello, Axel.
0: Oh, Let's just have a minute for Axel to blood um, be from absolutely nothing. Um, excuse me, buddy. Are we done?
1: <laughs> no, he says no, we're not. Right, Axel. Good, hold on a second.
0: Axel, come <laughs> in. Shush. Thank you. Thank you. For oh, I miss
1: him. I know. Thank you for saving
0: my life, Axel. It's fine. Here we are in my <laughs> flat in North London where absolutely nothing <laughs> apart from yummy mummies live near, near me. So, But are <laughs> oh, we all right, mate? I think, you know when uh, dogs get up so fast that they get, like, headaches because they flip up. You know what I mean? When they've, they've been, like, yeah. completely asleep and then suddenly... <gasps> right. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. So what are you saying, was That's okay. <laughs> <What>? No expectations. <laughs> so- <laughs>
1: Yeah, just, like, no expectation and just, like... I guess it's a new skill, so it's, like, a new interest, isn't it? It's mm. um, learning new things and, like, yeah, in comparison to, like, if I if I did, like, a artistic comp, I've already got this backlog of, like, experiences in my mind that I'm drawing from, you know? Mm. So it's just fresh. And also, um, I've just found that backstage there's this, like, um, really... <laughs> healthy like community backstage of people that just want to like embrace each other and like um I don't know like encourage everyone to feel as hot as they can before they go on stage oh that's Um, cool that's nice you know when you're like getting all glam and like you're getting your sexy outfit on and (laughs) putting your shoes on and all that jazz like obviously I'm still nervous beforehand but like it's a different type of nerves it's more just the like the, the normal amount of nerves that you would expect before you go on stage
0: yeah <laughs> I've seen us backstage as well because actually me and you we've only ever competed in one thing together when we did polar and that was the first time I was backstage with you um yeah. and I was well just, no I, we did UK
1: PPC but you were in I was category to me yeah
0: so it, was, it felt different and plus that was kind of my first UK one so I was in my own zone anyway but it kind of made me realise how yeah like the preparation is so different for the pair of us like I, we both go silent actually but I I tend to sort of I don't know I feel like that I'm kind of quite bouncy still even though I'm on my own and doing my own thing And I, but I'm really energetic where I remember just kind of I think I smiled at you about twice backstage and I was like yeah okay she's in the zone I will see her in about 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> really I don't even remember that <laughs> no I just I just remember we're backstage you were at the Crescent Are you was in the Crescent yeah it was at yeah. the Crescent and um, both of us were on yoga mats, just like doing stuff I think I was doing like sort of my ballet like my normal like, I'm gonna calm myself down thing you were doing your stretch I, I just remember like looking at you in the eye and being like yeah she's in the zone I'm gonna leave it. I can't <laughs> 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 Which I love. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Right. Okay. I'm going to leave that there because we literally have so many more things to go on about. So you just have to wait yeah. till the next episode because this is just so intense and interesting. And I just, oh, I love it. <laughs> so join us next time then for Lisa Hammond on public showering it's been an honour we'll see you next time (laughs) thanks
1: everyone bye
0: if you're loving what you've been hearing in the public showering podcast you have to experience Sadasi www.soduncan.com slash Sadasi it's the online community that is everything you've been hearing in public showering plus so much more it's where you can get one-to-one help bringing all these ideas to your own work it's where you can learn new creative coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will blow your mind even more. And it's where you can hang out and chat with other Sadassi members just like you and help each other unlock your creative potential. It's fun, it's chill, and I'm there for you when you need that little bit of extra support. So come join us at www.soduncan.com slash It's been a pleasure to have you with me today. I'll see you there. Love you, bye-bye.